welcome in viewers to the very first or listeners i this is like we're gonna get into this in a, in a minute but um welcome in my name is part panda and this is the first episode of the part panda podcast and uh it's gonna be chaos because i have invited um uh, honestly i've invited the members of the chaos crew minus one and I feel really bad about it because I didn't even think about inviting Ren until it was like the day before. Um, and so I was like, I was thinking about this um, yesterday. I was like, I could have gotten Ren for this. Like then it would have been the real chaos crew, right? Um, but at any rate, I am joined by I'm Sir Sticky and Amy Cakes today. Um, and we're going to kind of, th the way that this podcast is going to be structured is I'm going to introduce the streamers. I'm going to have a special guest um, every week. I'm going to introduce the streamers and then talk about some things that are going on in the streaming world. And then we'll kind of look at some clips from them that I find hilarious. Um, and then we'll round it out with any questions from you guys. So if you do have any questions, um, please feel free to drop them in the Discord. There'll be a link down below. Um, or you can drop them as comments. And um, they can either be for Amy and Sticky, and I'll find a way to get you guys the answers. Or they can be for our next um, next guest if you just have, like, general questions about streaming or things that are going on in the streaming world or just hot-button topic issues. There's going to be some we're going to stay away from. We're definitely not going to be talking about politics. We're definitely not going to be talking about religion. That's just not going to happen here. This is not that place, but you're welcome to have those conversations other other places. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce the man to my right. That direction. That direction. It's actually my left, but the cameras are flipped, so that man, the one, the only... I'm so sticky. Panda, it's good to be here, bud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. And then below me is the beautiful and wonderful and amazing Amy Cakes. Hi, Amy. Hi. Thank you so much for inviting me, Panda. You're very welcome. I, I honestly, like, when I was putting this together... It didn't make sense to have anybody else for the first episode except for you two. Um, and like I was saying, I, I, if I would have thought about it earlier, I definitely would have reached out to Ren because that was kind of the catalyst for me really meeting other people. Um, you guys were kind of the, the beginning of where I started as a streamer because before that I like I didn't really play with anybody else I just kind of played with myself which is still happening often um and you know offline people so um you guys are kind of my first foray into like um collaboration which I think is super important if you're looking to grow as a streamer I think collaboration is a huge piece of that but we we'll get into that. Um, to start with, uh, Sticky, I'll start with you. I kind of want to start with like what what 
well, let's just start with this. What was the highlight for you as a streamer for 2022? So there's a lot. I think, you know, I was thinking about this question whenever you sent them to us prior to this. And yeah, I think there was a lot of, a lot of big highlights. I think obviously, you know, when we started kind of getting traction as like the chaos crew and our Mondays were starting to get known, that was awesome. But I think like the peak was like getting the opportunity to, you know, like set everything aside, the streaming, the being, you know, in front of these five monitors and like getting together in, in San Diego, like TwitchCon was such a peak last year. Um, as far as getting the opportunity to meet you two in person, um, and then also get to meet such a large amount of the, the community that we've been part of, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody knows being part of the Escape from Tarkov community. Like we're kind of a, it, it, we're, we're a bunch of small fish in a really big sea, but like to be able to get a chance to meet that group in person and be able to hang out with them and spend time with them and learn them as a person more than just a streamer was, was pretty awesome. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I think TwitchCon is the highlight for a lot of people. Like even people who have gone before, I think every year getting to like go out to eat and sit down and have a conversation where it's face to face. Cause I know a lot of us, we spend a lot of time online. We have like a lot of our friends are known in the online communities. Um, and we, we kind of cultivate ourselves there. Um, and, and I don't know that it's necessarily a far cry to say that there's a lot of people who stream, who have kind of that social anxiety where it's a lot easier to make friends online than it is to make friends like in person. Oh, um, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's like, I, you know, we, you know, me and Amy live two hours apart from each other. And that was the first time we've met and we've been friends for what, a year and a half now. So like, you know, taking... You know, are able to kind of like, you know, I think everybody's got their own lives, social anxiety on top of everything, you know, but now we're all in a place with a, the, the same kind of ideas, same focus, you know, same thought process of what we want to get out of this and what we're doing. We all have very similar hobbies. That's not very common in the real world. True. I agree. Um, Amy, what do you, what was your big highlight of 2022? I think, honestly, I, I was kind of going the same direction Sticky was going. Like, there were a lot of, like, key moments that I can remember. But honestly, just meeting you guys first in person at TwitchCon and then meeting everybody else within the community and then pulling the community together, like, and you kind of just, you, you can, like, grasp how close we are, all are. You know, it's not just like, oh, yes, you know, you're on my follower list. It's like, no, like now I can see you in person, give you a hug and, you know, interact with you, go have lunch, breakfast, whatever. Like it was it, it was and it didn't feel uncomfortable either. Like a lot of people were saying that, oh, when I meet in person, you know, I'm my social anxiety is going to go up the roof and. I'm not going to be able to interact, but no, everybody was actually very, very, uh, like, um, welcoming, like open arms. And it was, it was natural. Yeah. I think, um, there, I think there's always going to be kind of a, a key person within your friend groups who kind of, you realize that they are the exact same person online as they are in person and it 
puts you at ease because you're so used to them being that way that you kind of fall into the rhythm of how you are when you you know when you talk to them and hang out with them online so i definitely think that um it it helps people get to know each other outside of a setting where you're face to face and then once you are face to face you know you've got that one person who's like oh my god this person is exactly like they are online and it kind of frees you up to be who you are right mm-hmm. um what about 2023 where do you guys like looking forward to i know both of you have kind of um shifted your content away from being tarkov exclusive streamers um so sticky what is it that you are looking for in 2023 what are some things that you're working on if you you know if you want to talk about those um to you know change your content push your content do new things or explore yeah and and so i've been you know the last few months have been kind of a an opportunity for me to take a step back and, and really look at the content because you know i took a you know talk about taking a step back from being exclusive you know tarkov content creators and i think over the last you know year and a half you know th- that was really 95 percent of, of what the type of content that i made and i kind of got you know in other words burned out but you know w- interested in, in looking at other avenues and so you know we explored other games you know explored other you know ways to stream but i think the biggest thing for me the biggest thing i'm planning on and working on this year is you know finding finding my my niche or my niche right is finding the type of content that i want to create every single day and i don't think that's you know i've me and amy have had a conversation about this a couple times i don't think that is necessarily as game centric as it was in the past that that any game can fall in that category and i think that's where i need i want to shift myself and learn and kind of figure out you know the type of content i want to create and and it doesn't matter what game we're, we're playing or you know if we're just chatting if we're doing a podcast then it all falls into that into that that well and trying to understand like you know which direction i want to go with that sure amy what do you how's your 2023 looking honestly i feel like it's uh it's pretty similar to stickies as well like i kind of re- took a couple months to reflect on what i wanted to do i guess as a content creator um twitch streamer um i love tarkov i will always love it and i've come to realize that i can never really escape it um however i did find a different side of uh of enjoyment like in another game so it it really allowed me to keep my options open kind of to you know not be so so hyper focused within just one game um so currently right now balancing the two games um which i thought was going to be kind of difficult it really isn't it's just setting up a schedule so that way i can have both of those games um, I am starting to see that my community is diversifying a little bit. Some don't translate to one game. Some will be there for me, you know, and <clears throat> I'm coming to find that out. And, you know, I'm grateful regardless, um, no matter what I play, you know, somebody's going to be there and they're going to be hanging out with me. And I still think that's pretty, pretty damn cool. So, 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think that there's um there's an aspect of um content creation where especially as you begin your journey, right? Like people talk about do I play one game and kind of lock myself into that community and and know that if I try to make a switch there's gonna be fall off or do I immediately diversify and understand that the growing process there is in inherently slower because you're not ingraining yourself into a community so the way that both of you are talking is is kind of where you're planning on going now is is i want to grow my base around me as the streamer yes so i am i am the content the video game is not i I see like the video game is more supplemental right i think you know the personality and you know we've had a lot of experience you know streaming and gaming together all three of us and the chaos crew right I think like that that translates. I, you know, you watched any of our, you know, the game Amy was mentioning that we've tried out over the last few months, New World. I think that does translate. You know, the type of personalities and the and the interactions that we have together has translated even in, into a game like New World. Um, you know, obviously, like you're saying, Vanda, I think there does take some time to, you know, it's since we're not ingrained in this one, you know, community that we've been ingrained in for the last year and a half. You know, it takes a little time to build traction. And, and and grow and continue to grow um in multiple communities but i think again like amy said i think that the focus is trying to find that niche and how we can you know build the content streams and you know you know tiktoks and and youtube videos around uh, us as the creator and then the, the game or whatever we're doing is really supplemental to that okay i like that i i you know i as as i have been taking a break from streaming i've I've definitely been looking at my content um a little bit more deliberately and and if i come back to streaming what i want that to look like so i really appreciate your guys's kind of viewpoints on um how you are adapting your content and how your content has evolved and changed just based on your experience and and what your what you are looking to get out of your stream because i think a lot of people um especially in the in the in the beginning you know they're trying to figure out who they are as a streamer and so i think you guys have kind of hit that point where you where you're coming into your own um so do either of you have any upcoming events subathons or anything like that that you're planning no not not for me i think the the only events that i think would be we're talking about are just like the conferences you know i you know i'd love to get to like gcx this year and then obviously trying to get back to twitchcon would be fantastic so i think that you know if any events that'd be the two that i talk about this year but uh nothing you know specifically on the stream right now um i know i've been kind of conversing with different people about putting on like some sort of like a thon um i'm a little nervous to do something but i'm still it's i put on a thong every day (laughs) not a thong a thon oh (laughs) tip a thon sub a thon 
I kind of like uh right now um the friendly guy, he's got that like anti subathon thing going on right now, which I think is actually a really cool, interesting twist on on all of that. So um so something like that. I also agree with Siggy. I'm also looking forward to going to some of the conventions. Um um I would like to make it out to GCX. More than likely will. And then TwitchCon, I guess wherever it ends up planting its roots uh this year um and i will probably also be doing at least two um charity events dates are unknown right now but at least two this year i would like to okay all right perfect do you have like um specific not maybe not specific charities but groups that you're looking to assist um there have been a couple that have crossed my path uh especially from other um other content creators that i've spoken with and they've suggested some really good ones who have um a better outline of their uh their vision and mission statement and things like that as opposed to you know cutting like cutting from the, the the donations like i i've heard different horror stories from different companies i'm sorry from different organizations and i try to veer away from those last year i i ran with two which were fine um but still being new into um uh the charity aspect of of streaming um i just didn't have any knowledge so now that i have more um acquaintances i have more um you know essentially colleagues like within the industry i can ask questions and kind of narrow down who i want to go with i have some organizations in mind um possibly one of the ones that i helped um last year also okay so i'm gonna put you in a hot seat here for a second you want to give us the names of the ones we should stay away from um if you don't, I, if you don't, if you don't want to, that's totally cool. Probably um, not. I don't. I don't want anybody. He's <laughs> like, to... I'm not burning bridges right now. This is no. too early. <laughs> yeah, wait five years. Let oh, me let me get man. to my five year uh, anniversary, and then I'll start dropping names. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, I um, one of the things since I'm not streaming that I've been thinking about lately a lot more is like setting fire to things (laughs) essentially um like you know there's like this there's like this weird um bridge that i think some people try to try to try to walk across or tightrope that they try to hang on and there's definitely some content creators that are just like i'm just gonna burn it all fucking uh, it doesn't matter um and then there's others that are that i think a majority are like i don't really want to get into conflict um with either in the community or um within the industry because they're just like i'm too small or i don't know anything or i don't want to burn any bridges that i might want to cross later right um and and i am every day and i don't know i don't know how often anybody else does this but almost every day I feel like I type up a tweet and then I look at it and I go, you know what? I don't know if I really want to deal with this today. (laughs) 
Because you know, as soon as you type it up, it's gonna be one of those things where people are like, "It's it's an all it becomes an all day affair. It becomes an all day argument where you're like, what do they say now?" I I I I probably do the exact same thing. It, it, it once, maybe twice a day, I'm typing up a reply and I'm like, "Do I want to deal with the conversation afterwards?" And usually the answer is no. What do you? When okay, so you're working on you know editing a video or whatever, and you pull up Twitch. What types of things are you looking for on Twitch? Are you looking for like the games? Are you looking for the just chattings? Like, what are you guys? What are you guys into? I so I mean, what what I'm watching videos. I mean, I I think this is the. The thing about Twitch, and we've talked about this before, is you know I've been on I've been on Twitch for I think about four or five years now as a viewer, and you know so I build a pretty large amount of people that I follow, but I still have my go to like four or five people, and it almost for them for me again like you know we talked about earlier about trying to you know build the content around the the creator us I I, I follow you know a handful of creators that it doesn't matter what they do doesn't matter what they play that that's where i go you know if i'm if, if those people aren't online you know typically it is a you know a game or two that i'll focus on like tarkov you know because i i, I love the community across the board but uh, you know again it's it majority of the time i spend is is focusing on a handful of actual creators versus actual uh, topic or game or type of content they're making sure amy what about you We're talking about other content, correct? Our our own. Yeah, not your own. So you're you know you're sitting there, you're editing a video, or you're you know you're working on something. Maybe you're at work because I know, you know, both of you are are have jobs outside of streaming. What like you can give me specific people or just like what is it like? Do you go looking for Escape from Tarkov videos or or streamers or are you going to like? For me, I love the I love the otters. I love watching the 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 sea otters. That's that was one of my favorites. Um, I like cooking streams as well. Um, so like, what kind of things do you what kind of things do you look for? I mean, I don't always I don't always look for like gaming content. Um, when when I guess I'm decompressing or you know relaxing from whatever it is that i'm doing if i'm scrolling tiktok it's usually like clean talk or organized talk or you know um every now and then i'll come across like you know another content creator but it's i don't always look at like the game that they're looking at or they're playing i look at like their personality and how they're reacting or what they're doing. And if I can tell if they're genuine or, you know, I, I don't know, like a variety of things. Um, sure. It's just mostly like personality um, inf information. Um, anything related to hobbies that I'm currently in right now. So I guess what I'm kind of binging right now is a, lo a lot of like, um, motorcycle content so oh okay so it's not that is not what i was expecting you to say at all <laughs> yeah so um 
So, you know, I kind of I kind of touched on the cooking streams and one of the things that I came across recently was that Samsung has an oven that they're currently pitching to content creators. And the idea is that the oven has a camera inside, right? That watches your food. And it's like a two-fold camera because part of it um, is there's like an AI system built in there that's supposed to like be able to detect what you're trying to cook and then cook it perfectly. I have no information as far as like how well that works, but I thought that was fascinating. And then, then come to find out that they actually let you like use that camera on your stream right um and <laughs> i had this conversation with a with a with a, uh, a friend of mine as well and one of his things was like he doesn't want that but i thought it would be kind of like from a content creator perspective like how cool would that be to like watch your bread like cook and rise or like the cheese start to melt and get all ooey gooey? Like, I think that would be super cool. Yeah, I think so. I, so I, when you put that on the list, I, I went and researched a little bit. I think as far as like the way it works, it's like they have like a, a like a pre program like list, like a hundred something thing of dishes that it'll, that it can track for like perfect cookness. But as far as like the watching it, the content creator side, which is really interesting. I, you know, my initial thought, and maybe this is more of an old school thought, like, is like the, you know, you, you think about all these old commercials where they like, they showed like the really quick sped up video of the brownies rising, the cake rising and doing all this stuff. Like, I think you translate that into, you know, Instagram's got a, a huge market for stuff like that. And, you know, you know, obviously TikTok and, and, and every other platform, but like, you know, live streaming, it, it'd be interesting. It's, it's actually surprising some of the stuff that people will get mesmerized and watch and you know and we'll stay you know focused on consistently so i um i definitely think that there's a space for it but then i started thinking like where else are we gonna put cameras right like obviously there are places that we absolutely cannot you can't be putting a camera in a toilet well, i mean look at look at you mean think about you know yeah it was a movie but the, the truman show right People like oh, to consume. People shit. like to consume. People like to consume everything. I didn't even think about that. That's that's actually really that's right. That's actually kind of genius. But instead of it being like focused, well, you know what I you know what I would kind of like. Let me get a camera inside a lawnmower, like just right above the blades, right? So yeah. it's not getting cut up, and it would need like a pretty like sturdy housing right so that you can watch the grass being cut yeah, I think that, that would be that I makes think... me think of like honey i shrunk the kids <laughs> okay sorry yeah. I, I, I so I, you know if we can't tell I, i'm a uh i grew up in the 90s right like we, we all have similar age and you're a boomer. Up in the 90s, i'm a boomer so yeah. like the, these like movies the truman show right honey i shrunk the kids and, and even like the truman show like the knockoff the, the one that matthew mcconaughey did like the there's another one that he did you I'll, I'll have to i'll find the name for you yeah send they, send that to me very very similar same concept because you know we went through a stage of like the late 90s early 2000s where one company would come out with a movie and another company would come out with a very similar movie within like six months right like what was it deep impact and armageddon same time right there's like there was a, a streak of that happening for about 10 years oh 
I didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't know Matthew McConaughey was in a movie like that. But I don't. I mean, I don't really follow his career all that closely. It was called Ed TV. Ed TV. Wasn't there there a talking horse show where the character's name was Mr. Ed? There was. Do you you guys know? Okay. Wasn't that like in the seventies or something? It's it's like an old black and white. Okay, listen. I'm not was, that old, but I do remember 60s. that show. Okay, sixties. I just looked it up. Nineteen sixty-one like, uh, is when it aired. Was like the the era of like I Love Lucy and and that kind of yeah. Leave TV it, shows, leave right? It to be, leave it to Beaver, right? Okay, all right. Um, what are some other like innovations that you guys can think of that that you feel like would help content creators, like? A camera in an oven is just, it's not something that was ever on my radar, right? Like, it just wasn't. Yeah. But I, now that I've seen it, I'm kind of like, this is, this is a little bit genius. I think this one's obvious, right? The one that I'm about to bring up, and I think everybody's talked about it last month, is like chat GPT. Oh, that's right. dangerous. Yeah, it's the AI. Dangerous. Have you seen the people put it to test, right? Write me a script for this YouTube video. Like, give a topic, give it the voice you want to talk to, and it lays it out for you. So, have you guys seen the AI Twitch streamer? I mean, I but not until you showed it to it, you shared it with us. I haven't seen it before. That's yeah, scary. So there's a there's a new VTuber that is run entirely on a AI system, and. It supposedly works really well, and I'm I was shocked and surprised, and like, where is the line though? I don't know that answer. (laughs) Like, if I can have if I can have an AI artist make me emotes, right? You know, they they talk about. Like one of the things that was like a like a big hot topic um when we started having like robots take over factory work, right? Yeah. Assembling like okay, well now we're losing jobs. Now you have robots that are doing art and I saw an article this week of a guy who posted his art on a subreddit and they removed it because they were like they said no AI art because this is it's not for AI art. And he made it. It was not AI art. Right. But it AI art has gotten so advanced that you can't you can't tell. Hey, so so two points there, I think for me, like the the first one is like where do we draw the line? I think the line is like, you know, everybody gets this fear of like Skynet, right? Terminator. Sure. Like, I think it's where where it's it's completely autonomous and there's like no human interaction in the decisions that the machine makes. That's where the line, like if the human doesn't have the, the like doesn't create the barriers that the machine's in, if the machine's create the barriers, then that's where the lines cross, in my opinion. That's, again, you know, people who disagree agree. I think the you know the second one you you mentioned about ro- like robots taking like taking jobs right. I, I you have you ever listened to, to Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. So Gary Vaynerchuk made a big point about Chat GPT recently, and then a lot of the AI stuff coming out recently. We've always had this 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 every evolution you know every generation has these new like uh, 
you know, new things we come out with, these new advancements where it, it makes certain day-to-day tasks easier, whether it's building a car, whether it's creating content. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it may eliminate certain level of jobs, but it creates a different level of jobs. So in for like chat GPT with creating content, since the, the, the idea is not created by the machine, it's the content from the idea. There's going to be a new level of requirements for people to be involved in the idea creation. Okay. All right. I can see that. Um, so, you know, we kind of talked about AIs creating scripts, right? How long before we start getting reboots of TV shows where it's like the script, right? Create Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which incidentally is getting a reboot. Um, and from what I understand, Sarah Michelle Geller is not on board with this reboot. She's like, what the fuck are we even doing here? <laughs> but can you imagine like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode written by an AI? It, it makes me want to go grab the script of something else, like uh, the transcript of a YouTube video and slap it in chat GPT and tell them to rewrite this. I mean, but aren't there currently like AI, like writing like music already and yeah. writing oh, like yeah. all these other formats? Like, and, yeah. and nobody is really like batting an eye. Like I know like, as you know in relation to like the musician and things like that people are that's you know the general argument like you're that is taking something away from us like our creativity but i mean i feel like it also like gives more of a variety to you know let's just hypothetically say it creates its own new genre which i think it kind of did um and it allows other people to explore like not just like one genre of music or this new you know variant like it's just kind of like branching out even more so i don't know i feel like i'm not like completely opposed to like ai created content i think it's pretty cool um but you know i i think maybe i'm a little more simple-minded for things like that so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like like, it's pretty it's fine it's fine (laughs) And I think for these creators that are gonna, that are going to start buying into like ChatGPT and using that and like any other AI stuff, it's like well, you know that obviously is a big time reducer on certain like things. Like right, if I don't have to write every piece of a script now, now I've got all this extra time to do editing or I got extra time to to market or or, or do this other stuff. And you know, I'd really yeah. like to see it implemented as a moderator, like a Twitch moderator. Yeah be interesting but, like to give like full responses give like and make decisions on bands and stuff like that and yeah but then like i also like my mods right like that that relationship with my mods and when when, when do we start having relationships with the ai i mean i'm pretty sure people have already done that sticky every day we stray further and further from god <laughs> um so we kind of talked a little bit about the Buffy the Vampire reboot. I don't know if either one of you are big Buffy fans, um, but I feel like we are hitting the point of there's a lot more reboots that are being greenlit, and I just don't know how I feel about that. Like Harry Potter got a great like a reboot greenlit from WB. That's a whole nother issue because I think WB is scrambling because they don't know what to do because like they've got the DC universe. And they're like, 
I know that Ezra Miller kidnapped a child, but also we're going to leave him as the Flash, right? Where do you stand on these reboots? I, you know, it was interesting. You know, I looked into the, the, the Buffy thing with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and, like, her point was, like, it makes sense to do a reboot whenever you can introduce a whole new generation to things that were very pivotal or very important, like in a past generation's life, you know, or, or, you know, you know, time span or whatever. So like, if it makes us it makes sense to like the current generation, the current market for viewership to, to see, you know, to be introduced into it in modern terms and modern ways. Hey, I can see that, but I do think that we're, we're scraping the barrel at this point. Like we're, you know, they're running out of ideas and we're using, Oh, just reboot it. You know, there, there's a, there's a show on, there was a Hulu show that came out about about reboots. It was about rebooting. I saw that. I haven't watched it, but I did see the trailers. I think they were Twitch trailers. I think I saw it on Twitch. Yeah, I watched a few episodes. It's pretty funny, but it's like, hey, everybody's doing reboots. Like it's a, it's now being the joke of the industry where, hey, we don't have any other ideas. Let's just do a reboot. What about like cult favorites that? died before their time i'm looking at you firefly you piece of shit <laughs> um if it comes back like i feel like with firefly if you brought it back but you didn't bring back the cast and didn't reboot it with the same cast a lot of people would just be like nah, yeah yeah uh, they the the cult classic thing about like the, the old shows like firefly is like you know it's it's obviously a, a lot of reasons why those shows are so popular sometimes it's generational what's going on at times what's happening that's why it's you know people love this and um but yeah i think i think you're right i think if you don't bring back the original people that people fell in love with in the first place it's just like ah okay cool i mean you might find a new market but i don't think it's gonna have the same pizzazz that it did in the first place aren't the star trek movies reboots technically because aren't they like the characters and they're just chris pine just chris pine <laughs> 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 like Chris Pine, Pine just explains some Pine. shit. Like, you know, Chris Pine. Like, that's just the explanation of the whole thing. Uh, I, I so Star Trek's an interesting one because technically the the Star Trek movies with Chris Pine were reboots, and I think that they were a way to try and recapture the like a new generation of Star Trek fans. What's interesting about that though is like um it, it alienated their own fan base because I know a lot of the original Star Trek fans were like, this is not what we want from a Star Trek product, right? But then they they released a new TV show with Patrick Stewart, and it's like a, a sequel TV show where a lot I, I from what i understand there's a lot more people on board with that sequel TV show with Patrick Stewart where it's not a reboot of the series but you get to see the character that you fell in love with again in new adventures and i admittedly to some degree i'm talking out of my ass because i even i'm not like a trekkie i have seen the chris pine movies and i like them burn it down i don't care i like them because i don't know the universe i think and and so they're like enjoyable fun action movies to watch thank you michael bay 
Hey, if we could get one more lens flare in here and maybe an explosion, that would be that would just make the whole podcast, right? Yes, it'd be perfect. I mean, and I think like reboots. I I would love to. I think what I would love to see if, if we're gonna keep doing reboots, right? To to either extend or alter the the direction of the story that we maybe saw in the past. Like I think there's some shows. I guess more so like some more like there was some movies in the past. Like we're starting to see like blades coming back into the like marvel universe but we saw like a whole blade series in the past right with wesley snipes and now i'm curious like obviously it's going a whole different path and it's not necessarily a reboot reboot because it's going to be completely different but you know but i mean that the, i think with marvel there's a lot more flexibility and a lot more forgiveness because you've got you've got an established multiverse right and so people are like people are like you can do whatever you want because we realize that this is wholly separate from you know x comic book series or y thing and then even within like the the mcu now they have like a multiverse that encompasses the comic books and encompasses their own movie history so it wouldn't necessarily beyond the fact that uh wesley snipes is notoriously difficult to work with it's not out of the realm of possibility that he shows up in in a in a movie in the mcu right because like they have this built in frankly the only thing i really remember about the blade wesley snipes movies are two things one ryan reynolds was in one and i love ryan reynolds and i would marry that man but i think most people would um and two there's a scene in the movie where Wesley Snipes is like laying down and he refused to open his eyes. So they CGI'd his eyes on and it's terrible. It's actually atrocious. Oh, yeah. I've watched these movies and probably a couple of dozen times each. I got to go back and see this. That's impressive. And Tropic, can you see if you can find that clip? That's fantastic. Um, um i would just do blade movies cgi eyes maybe just google it and see if it comes up anywhere um for those of you who don't know entropic is um he's one of my really good friends he's one of my mods um he's kind of being my director producer handling all things um back end for me um but yeah there's it's that whole scene is actually just um uh see if you can go back and and pull it uh one of those video clips on youtube yeah yeah that first one i think is it yeah yeah So he's supposed to be like dead or whatever, and they're coming over to do like an autopsy, and he's just laying there, and then they CGI his eyes open. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's like somebody slapped googly eyes on his face. <laughs> It's like the Snapchat filter, the crying eye oh, thing. Yes. Oh, oh no! Yes, it's so, so bad. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! It's Fantastic! Just, it's 
Oh, it's just, it's such a good one. Um, okay, so we, we've kind of talked about reboots a little bit. And, you know, Blade's getting a reboot. I'm actually really excited about the Blade reboot. Um, how do you guys feel about video game movies? Or, or TV shows? Because historically, any crossover in any direction, whether it's the movie to the video game or the video game to the movie, has historically been tragic. Yeah, I I mean, I, I've always been like pro, like, yes, like, you know, I grew up with this game, whatever, whatever, let's bring it to, to, to life. I think like the only move, a game to movie, which I don't even know if it technically qualifies would be like the Final Fantasy movie. Um, you know, it's not like the storyline from final fantasy 7 yes it has cloud and it has all the the characters in there but it's not that storyline it's like a whole different storyline so i don't know if that technically qualifies but if we're talking like halo <laughs> i don't do me a favor Abby, don't okay can we just can we just look as, listen as listen, listen. i was i was committed the first what like 30 45 minutes and then as soon as he re- takes his fucking helmet off i was done <laughs> it was like i'm not watching this shit anymore <laughs> yo the oh, fight man. scenes though that first fight scene where they're like the the covenant are fighting that like encampment and mm-hmm. the spartans come in that's what i wanted yeah that's that is a hundred percent and it reminded me of the initial halo wars trailer mm-hmm which was so good because you had these you had multiple spartans and it wasn't just john running through people john master chief however you know him he wasn't just running through like hordes of enemies it was like he had a team and in the books he has a team and then like in the game he's just by himself just running like he's just a mythical hero that just runs through enemies which i realized like for the game it makes sense right like there, <clears throat> I thought in the in the Halo, let's. I'm gonna we're gonna hit this topic and we're gonna move on because I'm really disappointed in the series overall. But like, I thought there was highlights that were really good. I was like, this is fantastic. And then they like the rest of the, like the other 47 minutes of the 50 minute episode was terrible. So like, it, <laughs> you know, I think there was there was peaks of the of the show that I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. You know, honestly, you just go the the route of you know red versus blue, right? the old school red versus blue like youtube channel from the halo yeah. like man make that a real series yo the the old machinimas do you did you ever see um rb and the chief uh oh my god it was so great so it was this it was this guy and he some of it was like live action with the arbiter action figure and the master chief action figure and master chief was always voiced by like you type things in like like text to speech yeah, but like yeah, yeah. the old school text to speech that just didn't work all the time and it was the funniest shit i'd ever seen and then like sometimes he'd it would be like in like they'd be like in game but it would be like master chief like the master chief action figure would be sitting underneath like an xbox controller and he'd be like voiping at other people in the game it was so good it just it just was like it was so good. It was oh, yeah. so I good. I, I think I've seen some of this stuff, and it's 
but yeah i mean in like, <clears throat> this is funny stuff man like the halo stuff was really good but i think like in general like video games for movies and movies for like to video games i think there's like we we do have some really good stuff that's happened like i you know in general like you know some people disagree but i think like the resident evil like um like movie series i think in general were solid um they were, yeah. but they didn't, like, they didn't, I think what people were disappointed in, especially if you were, like, a Resident Evil fan, is, like, at some point they diverged and they were so different. Like, the first two movies yeah. were were close, and then it was just an action hero movie where Alice was just in charge of killing everything. Right, right. I mean, that, and then you go, like, like the Mortal Kombat series, like, the last Swan. one was... Yeah, Spawn. Oh my God, Spawn was like a peak of my childhood, right? Even okay, Spawn was that. a good movie. Even though I should have never watched that at my age when it came out. Yo, the fucking clown was nightmare inducing. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh my God. Now they are, from what I understand, there is a new Spawn movie in the works. I'm really excited for that because I think Spawn is one of those characters that I'm like really tied to um can you think of any that worked i mean i I'd have say, one i have one i think that i right now i think the sonic movies are working they're super popular that's true but what are you gonna do with dr eggman because jim carrey's no longer acting yeah i mean they're gonna cgi him <laughs> Have an AI write a script. <laughs> That's fucked. That's fucked, Amy. I think what's what's funny is like I think going the other way, it, it, like we switched generations. Like whenever I was a child and playing like games on NES and Super NES, like I think movies that went to games were enjoyable. Like the old school Ghostbuster the Lion King, game. Lion King, old school Ghostbuster, Aladdin, game. Ghostbusters, uh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a blast back on NES. Like those games, and then we hit a a point where graph like the graphics changed. We're like, oh, we'll we'll go the other way, but they never did it. Like the story was the problem. They did a really, you know. Okay. I think... Do you remember the Wolverine game that came with the initial Wolverine movie? It was actually really good. It was yeah. very very well done. Right. And kind of the 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 tag on to that one as well is like the spider-man games based off the spider-man movies yeah. were also very good but yeah. i think that there's the common thread there is they're superheroes right so there's a little bit yeah. more leeway in what you can do that doesn't feel like you're taking away from the story right or the gameplay or whatever right um what is okay so that that all kind of brings me to the last of us tv show which my understanding i don't think is out yet and i don't i can't remember the, the, 19th. the release date is it the, the 19th? 19th so it's uh yeah it's, i think it's so 19th. it'll be out by the, the time week. this episode by the time this episode airs it will be out. So I'm super interested to see what people think of it, especially with like other things 
in media over this past year, specifically like the Lord of the Rings TV show, which was not super well received, whether or not Amazon can pull off this TV show that is by all accounts based on a game that by all by I would say 90% of the people who played the game, like one of one of the generation defining games of that era. And it's uh, it's it's what it's Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think even if like right, the script is man. I think Pedro Pascal alone can carry the show. Yeah, I, I one of my one of my favorite things from the VGAs was watching Pedro Pascal walk out and having him um with um Troy. I think it's Troy. I I think it's Troy Baker. I I'm blanking now, but I think Troy Baker plays um the character in the game and watching them kind of run into each other on stage of like here's the here's the tv show version and here's the video game voices and like that was that was just a fun like add-in that i don't know it just kind of it kind of made me warm and tingly and, and gave me hope for the show but i'm still kind of like on this like oh just don't screw it up i think we're the... gonna go ahead the story is already so like it was so compelling as a game story yeah i i I think it's gonna be interesting because i think you know from so i'll be first i never played the last of us but it so i think the show is gonna i think it's got a potential to catch a whole new non-gaming audience also for like a couple of reasons, like I, you know, the walking dead just ended, right. <clears throat> this is the last like six months ended. I think there's, yeah, we're, we're over the zombie apocalypse thing, but I think there's still a, a linger for like their want for that type of storyline and like that I, desperation and survival feel. Yeah. I think there's still, that's still there, you know, and then watching some of the, like the, <clears throat> um, the, 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 the making of the show stuff and how this is a, a fungus that like actually lives. Like we actually have that fungus in the world that affects it, but it just can't affect people like yeah, that, that, it realist, that, ants, that realism yeah. thing i think will grab a big audience too so whether it grabs the gaming audience i don't know i think that it has a better shot of grabbing an outside audience than say the dave batista gears of war movie or tv show or whatever it is that they're doing because i feel like that one is going to be so geared towards gamers oh yeah i don't in 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 I don't think other people are going to be able to latch onto it in the way that we can latch onto the last of us without playing the game. Yeah. I think the gear, like the gears of war thing is interesting because I think you look at game or movies like that. They come from games or whatever come from comic books where they're so, I think you'll see like your cult, like following on that stuff. Like I watched today. It was funny is building up to this. I watched the, uh, the Gerard Butler, the gamer, today oh i love that movie but guess what I, but i guarantee if you looked out outside of the gaming community i bet very few people love that movie outside maybe see that. maybe the hardcore drawer butler fans right but like outside of that i, I, I mean i thought it was a good i thought it was a good action movie right and you got dexter in but, it right whatever his i can't remember his name but the old dexter guy in there yeah but i agree like one of the draws for the movie was like this idea that in the future there's like without taking control of other people and being a sociopath there's this whole system <laughs> of like <clears throat> being able to like stand in a room and have it 
track you and 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 the omni treadmill thing and all of that which is is a lot closer than i think a lot of people realize to being a reality nowadays but um that was just so fascinating and interesting to me there's actually another movie that i love from like a video game perspective that's it's a horror movie I can't remember what it's called, but it, it has a similar premise of like there's this video game and there's a there's it's like the game itself is possessed and the people are dying the way they die in the video game. Um, and I like that was a I, that's a complete tangent, but I, I really like that one as well. Um, <clears throat> so there's a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. These ones are going to be a little bit more hot button topics. Um, so. One of the things that came up a lot last month was trauma dumping in the Twitch communities. And where is the line between trauma dumping and connecting with your community? And I know everybody's seen it. I'm not going to I'm not going to bring up the guy who did it because i know everybody's seen the clip and honestly like i don't want to give this guy any more airtime than he's already gotten which by now by the time we film this he's basically been forgotten like i don't even know anybody who's still talking about it but the topic itself i think is really important and interesting um because i know that as streamers especially as you're building your community you really want to connect with the people who watch you where do you guys sit on what is an acceptable conversation topic in chat versus trauma dumping and i know that at some point or another we've talked about this privately um and i know that I know that at least Amy and, and Sticky, I don't know because I don't remember us having this conversation in regards to your chat, but I know Amy has had people come into her chat and do very specific trauma dumping where you're like, uh, no. I mean, I always try to, <clears throat> one, of course, acknowledge them as a human being. They're not just, you know, black and white texts. It's, they feel comfortable enough to open up and I will address them, you know, at, like I said, as, as a person, like I acknowledge and I can, I can sympathize with you to an extent. However, I definitely try to, um, I definitely try to, um, um, redirect the conversation and in, in a means to where I have acknowledged you, I hear what you're saying however i i may not have the correct answers that that you want to hear for this situation um but um i definitely recommend you know reaching out to somebody you know that you personally know or you know friend family member things like that because i don't want to have that weight on me as far as like giving advice or suggestions or anything um, for the situation that they're dealing with. And then it comes back like, oh, I did what you said. I, you know, 
and either it worked, it didn't work or whatever. Like I, I, sh- I don't want to have that level of responsibility in somebody else's life um, because, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it, it is, it, it's not my place to do that. Sure. Um, so I'm always here to, to listen. And I do have a lot of um, community members that come in and I do know they regularly have like you know, a, a lot that they're going through uh, in their real life, whether it's school, family, work, things like that. And, you know, I will inquire. If I inquire, I'm I'm going to listen. I'm going to respond, you know, to the best that I can. But I still try to limit myself just because, like I said, I just don't want to have that level of responsibility. And then if something does happen to go wrong, like not only is it affecting their life like it could it could you know branch out even farther it could have he or they could have you know affected somebody else's life in a negative um in a negative way and it's just that's just not what i'm here for you know like i'm here to to give you guys or give give others a a means to kind of like disconnect for a little bit you know like you know, hang out, have a good time, have a couple laughs, and then like, okay, you know, um, now I can handle my problem or situation head on. Now I can, um, now I have a clear head, or or I'm more level headed um, than than I was before. You know, something like that. Just kind of a um, uh, a means to kind of, I guess, decompress. Yeah, I mean, I to kind of think back on top of that. I think that's for me. It's like I, I try to, you know, make it clear of how I can help. And and like Amy said, like the intention is like I, I can't help give you advice. I can't help tell you what to do. But I'm here to hopefully, you know, take your mind off of things, give you a laugh or two, enjoy yourself, and relax. That you know, I, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't happen. I know I've seen a name in chat happen a handful of times. It's happened a couple times over the last six months. You know, I, you know, I had a regular that didn't show up for about two, three months and he popped back in and, you know, was, Hey, apologize to me. And I'm like, Hey, you don't apologize for not showing up. I'm glad you're here. And then he let out, Hey, I just got a divorce. Stay with mom. I'm like, Hey, you know, sorry to hear that, but you know, hopefully, you know, you can just relax and have a good time and hang out here. I think for me, that's the clear thing. And then, you know, we had a, you know, I told you guys about this one, a big incident about six months ago when I was playing PUBG. You know where I had a first time chatter, didn't even follow, came in and, and dropped the unaliving comment. Sure, yeah, and 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 I that's the first time anything like that's ever happened to me, and honestly, it's a terrifying situation because you know like you don't want to be the cause of something like that happen, and that's something you got to live with whether you were or not, right? It's always something that's always back in your mind, but like you know, so my answer was actually like, hey, you know, we you know point them in the right direction, like of who to talk to. But not give advice because that's just not you know, again. I'm not a psychologist. I you're not a mental you know, health professional. I'm not a mental health professional, and that's definitely you know not something I need to even be trying to do it. And I think we've all seen the example of Dr. Lupa, right? Of talking yeah. about this, like we've all seen this. And I try to like. I think that was one of the best ways he's ever responded talking about that. And you know, I think I try to kind of gear myself in that direction. But again, I think it's just like drawing the line of how, where I do help, like how I can help, and it's on the entertainment. Maybe take your mind off the situation. I think the other thing that is important is like you got to look out for your own chat as well because you don't know what can be triggering for them. So you, you 
you as the content creator do kind of toe this fine line of like i don't i sympathize with you as a human being but i can't help you in the way that you need and i also need to make sure that there are other people in my chat who maybe are dealing with a lot and they're here to decompress to get their mind off the things that are weighing on them and not have it be dragged back out um so i i, I think that like if i ask somebody hey you know how's your day going and they're like oh it's been kind of rough it's like oh you, you know what's going on and then they answer me i've walked myself into that and that's i think that is that is a conversation that's like you know i'm i'm i see you here a lot you know we talk a lot or even if it's a new person like what's going on you know i'm having a rough day here's some things that are happening you know in the case of of the the situation where somebody you know they lost their mom like man i i know that sucks i i you know maybe maybe i haven't had that experience myself but i know like that sucks and that's really hard you know hopefully you can you know find some laughs here or take your mind off of it and i think that's the best way to approach it it's it's a it's a human way to approach it in the case of of sticky situation where somebody comes in you know i do think it's important to have those resources available to people if it's like a chat command or something like that um and also just like hey um i understand that you're having a rough time but i don't want anybody else to to be triggered by that so we are going to go ahead and delete your message but we do want to make sure you have these resources available to you because you definitely want to be talking to somebody right and so that it, it's not i don't want to put that responsibility on people as content creators because i know i personally know there are a lot of content creators who are dealing with a lot of heavy things and they create content as a way to escape so it's it's never it's never your responsibility as a creator to do those things to handle those situations and and i think it's one of those things where you know definitely feel free to handle them however works best for you um and and what i've said as far as like being able to sympathize with you as a human like that is just something that is important to me but again it, it i i never want to put that bubble around somebody even as a content creator even though you are a public facing person right now i don't know what you're dealing with and so don't you know don't feel like along with what sticky said like you don't want to feel responsible for that don't it's not whatever happens isn't your fault like you they happen to come into your channel but it's not you didn't you're not the catalyst you're not the facilitator you didn't do it um so i think that's kind of a a touchy subject that i think a lot of people try to veer away from but i think it's important to talk about as a as a community as a as a twitch community and i think a lot of people um you know you brought up dr lupo and and i know when it came out um when that initial clip came out last month um i know there were a lot of content creators who kind of jumped on on the conversation and um i think 
just reading through there, I think there were a lot of really good viewpoints and a, and a really a lot of really good, you know, comments. I think the biggest thing for me that just really, like, it just really like ground my gears was. First of all, you asked the fucking question. Take ownership, right? You asked the fucking question, and if you ask the question, you be ready for whatever response comes. Like you got to be ready for that. And then the second part that just really I was I was livid is don't single somebody out and then rant on that one person who's already having a hard day. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's one thing if if again, just because I know we watch him a lot, like when Dr. Lupo, when somebody comes in and says something really shitty and then Dr. Lupo just like goes off on him, that's one thing. That is something that I expect from people because y- you as the commenter came in and were aggressive and then you're surprised when the streamer is like returning that energy. Don't be surprised. You're an idiot. But this person's having a hard day. You asked the question, first of all, and then you just made the rest of your however long rant on some nonsense. Yeah, like you said, you asked the question, expect Pandora's boxes open at that point. Like, you never, again, it's, but also to single somebody out like that, I mean, it's it's wild. It's wild to me. It's it's dumb. You're an idiot, and I hope that your channel dies. That's real. Uh, Amy, I know you're shocked, but that's real. I hope it's shit. No, I mean, you you say things that, you know, a lot of us think, and sometimes it's better. (laughs) It's better. Fuck him. I don't care. He's not coming to my channel. He ain't going to follow me. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, um, let's move on to something a little bit more lighthearted. So I know you guys are not surprised by this, but I went through your channels and I grabbed a bunch of clips um, that I thought were either hilarious or I want some explanation on what's being talked about here because it leaves a lot to be uh, <laughs> questioned. It's 100% um, directed at Amy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just watch the first one. It's crazy! Oh my god! Is that a Amy. I'm Amy. fucking terrified. Wait a second! Ooh. I. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. See, see what happened was? See what happened was? I didn't. Did you just fucking flick on that man? He was. Amy, was that a TK? That was most definitely a TK, yes. <laughs> Can, uh, can, can, can we get the name of the uh, of the other gamer, please? Um, who's the if you dead tell. Man. Who's the huh? dead man? It's Reef. <laughs> you know what? Actually, fuck him. He deserves that. I don't care. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about it. This is the first time I play with Reef. And we're like, oh, he's like, oh. hey, let's go to labs. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And this is this is what I want to know is how come he didn't say anything? Wait, he did. Oh, he it's did. not in that clip, but he it was did right say. Before where he was at. Mm-hmm. And well, how come he didn't say anything after you killed him? It's a reef move, you know that. 
he probably just got up and left. Yeah, he probably he did. Probably just, he was probably like, I found a joint. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, man. I love that, dude. Um, it, was, it was one of those, like, late night, like, hey, let's see who's on. I saw Reef was on. I jumped in his Discord and... You know, <clears throat> Twitch.tv like, hey, slash it's reefy, by the way, guys. It'll be on the screen. Twitch.tv slash it's reefy. Um, I was like, I'm going to bring along Sticky. You guys are fucked. Actually, um, go ahead and play the next clip as well. Hello. <laughs> Wait, is this the factory clip? Yeah. Yeah. Amy, is that not a TK? <laughs> can we just, Amy, can we just talk about this? Because I was going through your clips, and like, there's a lot of TK clips, Amy, <laughs> which are not intentional. So, so mind you, these are oh, not paid oh, TKs. These are oh, not yeah, like, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And here's the best part about this. There's two things about this clip. So my very first ever animated emote is of Amy's face after she finds out she TK'd me. And the second part is, Panda, do you remember what happened about a 45 seconds later? In this, yeah, in she this, TK'd me. She TK'd you. Yeah, I was looking for the clip, but I couldn't find it. And then you know what happened 45 seconds after, seconds after that? She died. She died, and we lost she all our shit. died. I think she died to a scab, if I remember correctly. I'm 100% sure she died to a scab. Oh, my she, God. She, one round through a wrist tee, she TK's me. <laughs> Why'd you put your head in front of my gun? Just... Yes, yeah, Nikki, bullets have travel time. What the fuck? <laughs> Whatever the, gun, damn, the barrel dude. of the gun is on the back of your head, it's not much travel time. Yeah, well, it's got to come down the barrel, man. You sure. got time. You can move. Facts, facts. All right, the next one. And I squeezed it. I don't know if it was too hard or what, but... <laughs> parts that were exposed one side of it it squirted with such force on my face like, Amy, just, Amy, you wanna would you like to tell us what you were talking about or no literally no idea what <laughs> so what I love about this clip and it, what I love about it is how serious she was about the conversation and there was no actual innuendos happening in the conversation. She, and she's like full in all of her face. I squeezed it with such force and it was all over my face. And that's the entire clip. Guys, I want you to, like, viewers, I want you to bear in mind, I did no editing to these clips. I did not change anything. All I did was I went to the Twitch page and I pulled the clips. And this is what came up. And I don't know what it's about any more than you do. Okay? So. Absolutely no idea. The, and Amy, does, the, Amy doesn't even know what it's about. I have no idea the conversations <laughs> that I have with myself, I swear. Uh, oh, this is my favorite one. This next one's my favorite one. And that was Bear. 
Yes. So I didn't. Yes. I forgot to mention this earlier. Another peak of my last year was actually meeting the bear in person. Oh, it was good. It was a good time. And, and then to see this clip made me think about that. Amy, hey, we're three for four. I, you know, listen. Panda there are a lot of them. There are a lot. I was like, I was literally just going down the line, clicking on like your most viewed clips, and these are the ones. <laughs> Amy, you might have a problem with Tarkov. You might be better off being a New World streamer. I know we'd all be a lot safer if you were in New World. Listen, listen. If I had a Keter in my hand, it would be the other enemy. It would be the enemy instead of my my teammates, okay? No, your teammates would have just died faster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... To the next clip. Oh my god. I am trying to figure out if this was something that somebody paid for or if Amy was just like having a really good day. I cannot answer that. I have no idea what it was about either. Chad, Amy has long term memory loss. (laughs) Yeah, short and long, yes. Short any size long any size really any size you know they say size doesn't matter it really doesn't with amy because she doesn't remember it anyway yep amy what do you what do you have to say for yourself in regards to your clips um you can find me at twitch.tv slash amy <laughs> oh god that's true. That's where you can find her. The rest of us will be dead, but she'll be there. <laughs> All right, you Sticky. Know. You're up, my friend. I'm hurting. Not this clip. Oh, God. They're looking. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Did you get him? Look at my. Cover Look. your ass. Is this God, how you were trained to fight? Focused. You're pathetic. You were gonna pay for this bullshit! Cover your ass! Is this you motherfucker? Well, just shoot try it! Well, Drop your weapons and give up and do it now! Hold on. Well, Goddamn Ruskies! Oh my god! Die, Stav! Okay. Wow. They are fucking I've never seen so many dicks in a room in my life. <laughs> Don't lie. Four of them? Goddamn it! We got a fucking. They got out! <laughs> Okay. So what happened? Okay. So here's the story behind this one. We we make it so it's Chaos Free Monday, and we make it to Marked Room, and I go into Marked Room and I get a couple of guns. One of those that, that SVD, and I just ring off some rounds, try to bring the boys to the yard, right? And that was his first mistake, chat. Keep track of them because there's a lot. <laughs> And there's a, there is a, uh, and I get the gun bug where my hands are bugged and I can't do anything in the game. So th- I think we had, we had a, it was Mistake three of you guys. Two. Yep. And so I run to the bathroom and I alt F4, restart the game. And you guys all die in the process to those four chads. And they find me. They come and they hit me once, shoot me once, make me start bleeding. And then I come back to that scenario. And I was like, my instant thought was, I'm going to try to kill somebody. <laughs> This was pre. This was pre, where we had to pull the pin on the grenade. 
So the grenade instantly went down if you saw that in the clip. So we were able, I was able to just throw it down. I, you asked me this afterwards. I tried to close the door, but I didn't want to make it obvious. So I kind of slightly leaned and I couldn't get the, the, the pop up to close it. So I was like, I'm going to throw a grenade down, run and stand in the door. And hopefully I slow somebody down. <laughs> and this clip ends up getting on EFT WTF. This was like the, one of the guys in this group was another streamer. And he was like, he's like a, a regular, like Bellions chat. It was a freaking hilarious, like interaction. They were super cool. What I love about the clip is that you ran into the doorway. I know that you were trying to shut the door, but then like your brain didn't tell you to shut the door after you threw the grenade. So yeah. you ran in and you stood in the doorway <laughs> for a full second where you could have like turned to your right and gotten the prompt and shut the door, but you didn't. You just stood there and took shots to the back. Sometimes it the brain process really fast, sometimes it's really slow, okay? What's so good? Oh man. Oh, it was was good i liked it that was it was a good clip it was a good clip uh clip number two all right wait for the clip guys oh, wait for the clip oh yeah this is where you say wait for the clip okay <laughs> you know what the lesson is there never call your shots so I just got a massive raid from Genicals. My stream was dying. Like you could see in the stutters, like I was, like there was a bunch of uh, follows coming in. Like my stream was dying, and I was like, I'm gonna make a clip for these people. And this was in my Papash Daddy days, where I was like running that every single raid, and uh, it failed me. Yeah, the Papash Daddy days. I in my intro. Um, my Tarkov intro, I have a clip from when you and I were running the Papash. I had a fully kitted M4, and I switched to the Papash to kill it, dude. Yeah, it's great. You know, with the armor changes, it might be time for the Papash to make a comeback. Oh, I've already told that to Arson <clears throat> the other day. I was like, it's time for it to come back. Okay, so this is an old clip. Yeah, this is, uh, this is before I met either <laughs> one of you. You because a the stream room's way different, and then the fuck is this baby over here? Are you <laughs> had to cover the card? raid IDs. We had to cover the raid IDs. That was mm -hmm. free. That was Piggy. <laughs> you only needed to do that if people were watching your channel. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was just trying to follow it, do what the, 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 the other uh, streamers were doing. You know, <laughs> this was also uh, some shitty audio another house like everything was different and what's funny about this happening like you pull in this clip this exact thing happened to me two or was it uh yesterday amy i died right in that same spot almost to somebody else extract camping on friday night so last night really yeah <laughs> wow oh man what a good clip though what a good clip. That man was just waiting there. Chad, always check your x -fills. That's what you learned from that one. There's really nothing to be learned from Amy's except for don't shoot your fucking <laughs> Don't shoot your teammates. All right. Uh, so this is the new... This is this is a more recent clip. Oh, this is where... <laughs> oh, the invisible man. The one I killed uh, oh. was a five-second. Oh, shit! <laughs> he was there! Oh, Shut my God! No fucking oh, way. Oh, no. Sigil was aided no to a hatchet way. runner. 
So, so for anybody who doesn't know, the way I play Stiffy. Tarkov is an absolute chaotic mess. I just run along like, like a dumb buffoon half the time and just don't pay attention to what's going on. And that was a prime example. We killed a couple of guys, and there was a guy hiding in the room ready to freaking hit me in the face with a knife. Okay, this next clip is my favorite. This is my favorite clip of all time for your channel. It's my favorite because this is like, this clip is the oh day God. that I met Amy and Sticky and <laughs> Ren. The day. Amy, I messaged Amy because she had said something about looking for people to play with. And she messaged me back. She's like, hey, you want to play on Monday? I was like, yeah, for sure. And then she messages me and she's like, hey, do you mind if some other people join us? Not letting me know that she already had Monday plans and she double booked like an asshole. And I was like, yeah, sure. Bring them along. I don't care. I don't know anybody. So I was like, yeah, just bring them along. This is a mistake, by the way. I should never have come along. This is a mistake. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. But this clip is um, my first, like, it had to be like the first one or two raids that we even played. <clears throat> Which one has the beta? Who's hit out the beta? That's me. Okay. I have a try. Oh! He fucking killed me. Sticky. He killed me. So Sticky. Sticky. Oh my God. I aimed at your leg and it kicked up and shot you in the face. <laughs> So this was oh Ren. This is who you're talking about. My leg is gone. Uh, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was the original, like the very first <laughs> Chaos Crew. Like, oh, oh my God. like you said, this was the very first Yo, time you gamed with us. And me and Ren and Amy had been playing together for about a month, month and a half. I think not too, too long. I mean, on an awful little bit. And the funniest thing about that, my intention was to shoot him like in the leg because I knew he was about to shoot me. I had a feeling because he called out my beta bag. And so I just pull, I just fire a shot off with an RPK and I catch it at the bounce and the freaking oh. reticle pops up to his face and just one taps him in the face. We blamed Ren for this because Ren blacked out his leg. So he had that kind of bounce to it. But uh, <clears throat> on further review, Amy, you were, or Sticky, you were not aiming at the leg. You were center mass. I think we reviewed that clip several several times just to like confirm that sticky that didn't was... actually shoot red in the head like all purpose mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good oh it's such a good one uh, let's see what's this one uh oh this is i don't even oh, know how you accomplished this i got my gun I don't know how you dropped your gun. It's not like a hot key to drop your weapon. So I can explain this one 100%. Okay. This, I got him. Holy shit. This was a bit bot. So this was when the, the, the bear was in the channel and I have, I have a, uh, a get naked bit bot. Why oh, are your alerts off? There's no bits that come in. Uh, I think he bought a, cause he, he pre-purchased a ton of them. Oh, and, and it was oh that makes was, sense. It was a straight chat command. Um, and so what it does, the bit, the, the get naked one, it instantly drops my gun first, like instantly. And so I go around the corner and bear times it out perfectly to where I run around to this guy and I drop my P90, but thank God I was wearing an Alton and like a Thor armor or something like that. 
And so I was able to pick my my gun up and run him back down and kill that guy. That's freaking. <laughs> oh, and then the last sticky clip. Oh my god. <sighs> this one is not Tarkov at all. <laughs> I like how excited you were. To he take was just that. having so much fun. He was. Uh, I remember these streams where Sticky was playing Farming Simulator, and he couldn't figure out how to do anything for so long. Like, everything he was trying to do, he was like, I don't know how to do this. So he started throwing things in the back. He was like, I don't know how to strap it down. Like, there was a couple times where he would just drive the truck, and all like, the, all the hay bales would fly off the back. <laughs> like, the fuck's even happening? I feel like this clip is the epitome of, like, he finally feels like he knows what he's doing, and then he just doesn't. I've played I've played Super Tarkov for 6,000 hours, and I feel like that every day. I still feel like I know how to play the game, but I don't. It's just so... I, dude, I, this was so funny when it happened, too, because, like, oh. I've been... It been just like me not being able to figure stuff out was the funny part, and then like you said, I was I was like, oh man, I'm I'm doing something right, and then all of a sudden shit just goes down in the traditional like sticky fashion where all just chaos breaks out, and I have no idea what the hell happened. Yeah, no, it was very good. It was very I laughed very heartily when I saw <laughs> that. Okay, um, so to round it all out, I have questions from the community. This is my community. Um, in the future, I think that I'm going to post these and I'll, I'll have you guys post them in your discords, um, so that your community can ask questions as well. Um, but, um, so this one comes from a random scrub. Um, who are your favorite, who's your favorite TK target? Sticky, we'll start with you. I feel like it's a, um. It's more of a revenge thing. It's like it's got to be Amy, right? Like, if I had, <laughs> I, but so, but the most common person I TK has hundred percent been Panda, hundred percent been Panda. Um, I can't. I mean, I can count in a week. There was one time where I think we TK. I TK'd you probably three or four times in one week. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I, you know, I, TKs were never a pot. Like I wanted to, you know, it just happens. No, he does. Amy, what? Who's your favorite TK? Like of the people you've TK'd, who is your favorite? Like paid paid TKs or accidental TKs at this point? Accidental, accidental, because I, I think accidental is a little bit more real. I mean, it would have to be that sticky clip, that one where he just <laughs> walked in front of my gun. The audacity of this man. <laughs> Walking oh. in front of my Ash 12. So, Didn't you TK Lupo? No, I, oh, I TK'd <clears throat> Amethyst. I TK'd her. Yeah, how come when the very first time we played with Ames, she yelled at me like it was my fault that you guys were dumb? You three got in range of the rogues and it was somehow my fault. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, why is this my fault? And she's like, it's always your fault. By the way, twitch.tv slash Ames. No, no longer goes by I'm Amethyst, so it's twitch.tv slash Ames. Amazing content creator. Check her out as well. Um, of all the postmodern, this one comes from Goldfish. 
of all the postmodern era worlds out there, such as movies, books, or other games, so all the, you know, Fallout, whatever, would you pick Tarkov as the world to live in? Uh, not a chance, no. Okay, Amy? No, absolutely Which, not. What would you pick? Mm, Which one Harry seems Potter. to be... That's not a postmodern era. What do you mean? The whole other post, reality. We're, we're talking post-apocalyptic, other. like end oh. of the world. You know, you're kind of stuck. You you know, you're kind of stuck there. You don't have any like. There is no escape from Tarkov. We all know that. So, I, mm. so it's a post-apocalyptic. If that's the category, postmodern era. Yeah. Po- are we talking about postmodern or postapocalyptic? Let's, Let's go with postapocalyptic. Okay, then I, let me go back to Tarkov because yeah, I'm not living in like Walking Dead world or you know something like that. Amy, I I have no idea. I mm, this is very strange. Then I've put myself like in different scenarios, you know, after you watch like a movie, like you watch the Resident Evil movies and things like, like that. You're like, how long I do I think this? I would survive? <laughs> I'm like, I'm playing Fallout. Can I do this? I don't think I can. Cloverfield, like, I don't know if I would be a survivor. Like, I think I think of the universes, I think I I think I would choose Fallout, honestly, because like, OK, so there's there's the aspect of Fallout where you're you know it's kind of an oppressive time but in all of the fallout games there's always like one city that's like doing okay for itself where there's like a lot of people around and you're not kind of by yourself and it's not like a solo adventure like you 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 talk to people they've got a town running there's a mayor etc etc there's always some shit happening in the town right but i think fallout would be the one i would pick because a, if I could get into a vault, I probably would just use that as a base, which I always thought was like very weird about the Fallout series is like all of these towns are outside of the vaults, but the vaults are open. Like every time there's a vault that's open, like why didn't they just take up residency in the vault? It seems safe. But I think I think I would choose Fallout. That's a good choice. Um, and then the last one comes from April Songbird. Um, and her question kind of goes back to the beginning, but how did you get started streaming? What was the, the catalyst? Amy, you go first. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so roughly what, like five years ago, Back when Lupo and Darkness were on Twitch, um, I came across like a lot of different content creators and things like that. I kind of ended up sticking with like Lupo and Darkness, like I said, and their dynamic in um, playing Fortnite, which at the time had just been released. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was like, oh, like this is the... the, the um, what is it? Um, what is the genre called? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Battle yes, Royale. the Battle Royale. It was brand new to to the industry, things like that. So, 
Um, so I thought, you know, hey, that would be kind of interesting, you know, just trying to, um, you know, play video games. I've always been um, one to play video games, like, ever since I was a kid, you know, I kind of prioritize video games over a lot of other things in my life. But um, I thought, hey, you know what, why not? I'll, I'll give it a shot. So my husband actually had built me a mini ATX computer and he spec'd it out properly to where like I could play Fortnite and I can stream. So I started doing that about five years ago. Um, and with interacting within like Lupo's community along with like a couple other streamers that I was watching, um, I was able to make, you know, like a few friends who would come and hang out with me um, and play with me as well. So I did that for about maybe a year and a half. And I noticed that, you know, I, I kind of needed to take a step back um, to prioritize other things in my life. Still play video games, but I just didn't stream. Um, and then after about a year hiatus, I came back. I thought, you know, hey, I can I can do this again, right? I'll give give it a shot. I built my own computer. Um, and then I kind of was starting all over again though. So I no longer interacted with a lot of people um, from those other communities I was in before. Um, so I I had to start from scratch. I had to talk with uh other content creators. By then I by this point I was already playing Escape from Tarkov. Um, I had already gone through two wipes, um, and I had local friends that I was playing with. And, um, so that was the game that I started back up with. So playing Tarkov then branched me out into the now known content creators, like that we all kind of, uh, see regularly on Twitter, on YouTube, on TikTok and things like that. Um, and hanging out in their chats and getting to know them as as well as their community kind of helped me to feel more secure that yes, I can stream again. Like I can do this. Um, and yeah, so we're coming up on, I think this is gonna be my second year consecutively streaming, so. All right. Vicky? What yeah. uh, what what got you into the the content creating world? So so not much different than Amy, to be honest with. You, as far as like who kind of got me involved, like interested in it. So I you know again I've been on Twitch for four or five years now, just following it and watching it. And and like one of the first creators that I really ever like, I feel like I connected with their personality. Like that, that was that's the that was my streamer that I wanted to follow was was definitely Lupo. You know, I think you know similar similar in age similar interest in games, you know, you know, his father, you know, I think that that was something that attracted me to it. Cause you know, obviously like Twitch is known to, you know, average streamers, you know, lower age and, and not doesn't have kids or whatever. So I think, you know, somebody that, that lifted up and talked about his family on a regular basis was very interesting to me. So, so I watched Lupo for a while, you know, during the Fortnite, you know, big craze through that, that day was wild watching that happen. Um, you know, I watched him for probably about two years. And then I was like, hey, I think maybe I want to start streaming. I started, you know, started playing more Fortnite. And, I, you know, I was, I was just playing Xbox at the time. And 
And I finally was like, hey, I'm going to buy my first gaming PC. This was like in 2019. I was like, first gaming PC. Um, and I was like, I'm going to play for a while. I'm going to set some stuff up. And, you know, I, I decided I was going to try my first stream. And I tried a couple streams, did a couple of Fortnite streams were my very first ones, like back in like 2019. Um, but the biggest issue I had at the time was my internet, where I was located, had really terrible internet. It was like 25 download or 25 megabytes download and like one and a half up. So it was like impossible to actually do a stream. So, you know, another year goes by. I don't really do anything. You know, I just like, you know, play games, whatever with some friends and um, finally get good internet. And then I go through this whole like overanalyzing, overthinking process for about six months to a year. And finally, you know, I discovered, you know, like genitals hit the scene and I discovered her through like playing with um, Action Jackson Paul. And I started watching her and she was somebody that, that really hit the scene. Like was like, it blew up really fast in Tarkov. And by that time I was very into Tarkov. I've been playing it for about a year, year and a half. She's somebody that's been playing it for a long time. And so I started watching her and then between watching her and Lupo and just seeing like what they do and how, and how successful they were able to be. Um, I was like, I'm gonna give it a try. And I came back in, I think March of what is it? 2020. I think, cause I'm coming up on two years <clears throat> also like of actual streaming here in March. And, um, you know, I've just been doing it since, but like, again, for me, it's just, it was seeing the way they interacted with their communities and the people around the other content creators was something that really drew me in. And I just, you know, have enjoyed it ever since. It's been, a, it's been a great, great experience so far. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all I've got for community questions for right now. Um, like I said, guys, if you do have other questions for Amir Sticky, please put them down below in the comments or, um you can join the discord there's a link down there to the discord um there's a thread specifically for amy and sticky um they're welcome to jump in the thread and answer questions in there and then i'm sure they will be on the podcast again because that's the kind of relationship that i have with them um but yeah i really appreciate you guys joining me today as the the inaugural uh part panda podcast which i don't have a good name for this yet but um that's kind of what we're going with right now. Is there anything else that you guys want to say um, to the to the viewers? And as the last piece that I want to give you guys some time to talk about is what is it that you want people to know about you and about your stream? Like, what are the what's an expectation? that people can have when they come to your stream sticky i'll let you go first yeah i mean i think i think everybody says this when they talk about like good vibes and good chills i think like one thing coming to like the stream and you know we stream mainly in the weekends now so it's like friday through monday so friday saturday sunday monday um mainly nighttime stuff and i think for me and i talked about it a couple times during the podcast was you know just chaos right there's you never know what's going to happen next but i'm going to laugh about it every single time we're going to have a good time we're going to have fun we're going to joke about it and, and, you know and i think like that good banter back and forth with between like chat and between who we're playing with i think that's going to be the, the great experience but uh you know I, I don't take myself too serious in in what we're playing anymore and what we're doing it, we're just here to have a good time and, and enjoy each other's company and and again like we talked about earlier with the the whole trauma dumping stuff like just to hopefully give somebody, if, if it's one person, give somebody an opportunity to go somewhere where they can have a laugh and, and take their mind off what's going on in the world. So, uh, again, that's, you know, we've played mainly Tarkov and New World now. 
Um, you know, maybe switching some other stuff up in the future, but those are the two stuff, that, two games we play. But you know, same time, having a good time. What is your what's your schedule? So right now it's it's um uh, Friday through uh, Mondays. Typically go live about nine eight thirty nine p.m. Central, and we're usually live for about four four and a half hours. Fridays and Saturdays a little bit longer than that. Okay, Amy, what do you want people to know about your stream? So it is definitely ADHD friendly, um, because I am ADHD friendly. <laughs> um, already everybody knows that I have a short-term and long-term memory loss, so <laughs> I may repeat myself and or I may say, say things um, that don't quite make sense, uh, which is okay, though, because that's, that's kind of how my community knows me. Um, they like to troll on the fact that I can't pronounce things properly. My dyslexia kicks in at random moments, um, you know, and definitely 18+. plus. Um, I have a very foul mouth. I'm also, I also have a lot of, uh, innuendos that, you know, come up as, as regularly as, uh, my, um, profanity. So it's, it's definitely somewhere where you can relax and hang out and feel like you can be yourself at the same time. Um, I'm, I don't see myself as being a very um, like tight knit type person, I'm disorganized. So, you know, you don't have to come in anticipating like, you know, strict rules aside from, you know, the standard TOS stuff. Don't be an asshole, things like that. Um, but for the most part, you're always going to catch the real side of me. I don't really know how to, um, be fake a lot. I'm just, <laughs> it's just me so um yeah yeah everyone's pretty pretty much welcome if you're under the age of 18 though no you're not welcome <laughs> and uh what's your schedule um so right now i do have a blended schedule so mondays and fridays are going to be my evening times um usually start around 7 p.m central last till about midnight um and then tuesday wednesday thursdays are going to be my day schedule um start around 10 a.m central uh go to about three or four p.m okay well there you have it guys um that is the first part panda podcast in the books yeah i hope that you guys enjoyed it um i'll end this pretty much the same way that i always end in my streams Remember, as always, be good to yourself, be kind to those around you, and have a fantastic, beautiful rest of your day. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to share this with your friends, with your loved ones, with anybody who you think you would enjoy it. Um, if you have any recommendations for the podcast, for somebody you'd like to see as a special guest, um, please leave them as a comment down below. Um, if you do share this on Twitter right now, since it's the Part Panda Podcast, hashtag PPP. Um, I'd really like to see I, my hope for this podcast is that it becomes one of the most listened to podcasts of 2023. So, um, yeah, share this far and wide with everybody, you know, um, but that is it for me and, uh, we'll see you guys next time.